Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Strategies for Non-Opioid Pain Management, a panel discussion. This podcast is excerpt from a webinar presented live on November 10th, 2020. In this podcast, Beth Darnell, Associate Professor at Stanford University School of Medicine, Department of Anesthesiology, gives an overview of pain management and a clinical perspective. In talking about pain from a clinical perspective, I want to start with the definition of pain. While we tend to think about pain as simply being a negative sensory experience, it's actually a highly complex sensory and emotional experience. So I like to draw people's attention to the fact that psychology is actually built into the very definition of pain. And it's influenced by a whole host of psychosocial factors. Pain is influenced by our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs, and how distressing pain is for the individual. Now, this doesn't mean that pain is psychogenic. Pain has a medical basis, but it's influenced by all of these factors within a person. And these psychosocial factors can actually influence how much pain a person experiences, as well as their level of disability and how well pain treatments work for them. Next slide, please. Now, pain prevalence in older adults is quite high. Up to 40% of older adults experience chronic pain. And if we just think about ongoing pain, that um, prevalence is even higher. Older adults who are duly eligible experience higher rates of chronic pain than adults from other types of, uh, with other types of coverage, such as private insurance or the VA. And they also report more, uh, more pain in terms of frequency and severity than other individuals. So it's important to know that both the prevalence is greater as well as the degree of suffering that people might experience. And chronic pain can be incredibly disruptive, as you know, to the individual, to the family, and also to an individual's social relationships. And this can have some compounding effects for the individual. Next slide, please. Now, the biopsychosocial approach to pain really considers the whole person. And this stands in contrast to the traditional biomedical approach that tends to focus on um, external solutions such as medications or procedures. But the biopsychosocial approach helps older adults understand and stay focused on what they can do to better control their pain, their symptoms, and their need for medications. So a multimodal approach both Consider, assesses, considers, and provide treatments that address this range of factors within a person. And so this can include medical treatments, but also behavioral and integrative approaches. So it's important to remember that this isn't an either-or equation. It's not medical treatment or psychosocial that actually things work best when they're applied in combination. Opioids, of course, can be one important part of an individual's pain care plan for some people. Um, but these are just one tool, and they should be applied very selectively and never as a first-line treatment. Next slide, please. 
So again, in terms of pain management options, there's a broad range. There's non-opioid pain medications, such as acetaminophen, NSAIDs, antidepressant medications, also rehabilitative therapies, um, movement-based therapies, and occupational therapy, self-management support, so this very specifically in regards to chronic pain management, behavioral interventions or psychological interventions, such as cognitive behavioral therapy for chronic pain, uh, complementary therapies such as acupuncture and massage, movement therapies such as exercise, yoga, and tai chi, interventional treatments such as injections, nerve blocks, or even surgeries, and as I mentioned, opioids, but this is not recommended as a first-line treatment for most people. Next slide, please. Now, behavioral interventions or psychological interventions for chronic pain, um, these are considered the gold standard in terms of a biopsychosocial approach to pain management. So this can include individual therapy or pain coaching, which can be done in person or online, um, which is particularly important during COVID. Eight-week cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, also can be received in person or online. The chronic pain self-management program, a six-week peer-led program, also available online or in person. A single session skills-based pain class, Empowered Relief, also available online or in person. Skills-based virtual reality, which can be home-based or available in the clinic. And a whole host of educational resources, as you see listed here. Next slide, please. And briefly, provider considerations for treating pain. We want to provide comprehensive pain treatments that consider all of the factors that a person may be experiencing that are influencing their pain. We want to apply lowest risk treatments first, recognize people as active participants in their pain care, and equip them with the skills and information that they need to better control their pain and symptom management. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare and Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes a full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about the current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.